Welcome, podcast world. This is Callie Alpert with another episode of The Rob and Callie Show here with my dear friend, Rob Kay. What's up, everybody? How's it going? This is Rob Kay from New York City. That looked like the way you did, just did that with your face. It looked like an old school, like a radio guy coming to you live from coming New York City. Coming to you live from New York <laughs> City. It's The Rob and Callie Show. So we are here in our, our new home for now, our second episode from this beautiful studio in Midtown Manhattan, which is very exciting because we feel very uh, professional. We've got our engineer friend, Joe. We've got more space. We're not hunkered down in a cubicle. Feels good, right? It feels big, expansive. We are manifesting. We are manifesting. Yeah. That's what It's we a are. good full experience. Do uh, I think maybe we want to start just by encouraging people to know that as we move forward, we have every intention of having guests live with us in our studio, uh, as well as taking calls, offering guidance, advice, any sort of feedback you need on any of your life matters or things, um, issues that you're contending with. And so what we're going to do to start is to invite anybody who'd like to, to send us an email with um, questions to the Rob and Kelly show at gmail.com. And that'll be a way for us to get that interaction going. Yeah. And we'll read them on the air, give our take on it, or whatever kind of guidance we can give everybody. So to start today... And it's free. And it is free. The amazing thing is it's free. It's free free advice. And who doesn't want that? Right. Hopefully from us. And hopefully it'll be good advice. <laughs> we, have, we have confidence that hopefully we can you know, try to give lend a little ear or give a little, impart a little help or wisdom to people that may need it. Yeah. We hope. We intend. So one of the things I've been thinking about, you know, I, I, I never tire of the, the, the glee with which I say that we don't plan our uh, shows very much. We kind of come in, you know, to our space together um, and just think about the observations or experiences we've had in the last day or week. And the one that's been on my mind a lot lately has to do with breaking out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And we did talk about this just a little while ago, too. Did you have an experience recently that you wanted to share to start? Yeah. yeah. And I can talk about my weekend? Yeah. So um, I'm always trying to do things to break out of my comfort zone and not be in that same box, you know, and try and live outside the box. Just do something different. And so I've been going to networking events recently for not only talking about the podcast, my life coaching, just meeting people in the city. Yeah. And I've... I haven't done this for a long time, if really ever. And so I was invited to this event, and it was in uh, Midtown Manhattan at this really cool club. It's like a spa club, fitness club, and they have this beautiful outdoor patio area that's huge. And it has like a fake grass area, and then it has a really nice view of sunsets right on the west side. It's really cool. And so I went there, and I had no idea what to expect. And just going there at all was breaking out of my comfort zone and trying something new. And it turned out to be an excellent experience in so many different ways. Mm. And one of the things I've been focusing on this summer is last summer was the summer of Rob. Like I had a lot of fun last summer, did a lot of traveling. I went to Minnesota for a wedding, which I'd never been to Minnesota. And it was like this really cool experience going to Minnesota because everybody's like really nice there. Have you ever been there? Yes. In fact, you want to digress and talk about Minnesota for a second? Right. That is not the first like destiny in all due respect to all of our, um, all of our listeners from Minnesota. And I'm sure there are, you know, 
tons of them. Yeah. It's not the first place you think about when you're living on the East Coast to, you know, as a uh, destination vacation spot. Yeah. I too, back in the fall, actually went for a job. It was a freelance television job Mm -hmm. and I needed to spend really three days there. And I was on the northernmost border, smack in the middle in a town called International Falls, right on the Canadian border. And Mm. I had the most spectacular time because the people were exceptionally special. The nature was beautiful. The hospitality, this family that I was working with Mm. who ended up cooking us this beautiful dinner on an island, their house on an out island where they picked us up on a boat and shuttled us out and drove us back in a rainstorm. And Mm. it was all in the course of knowing each other for about, I don't know, not even three days, maybe two days. So yes, I have a very fond place in my heart for Minnesota. I was amazed. I mean, I lived in Chicago a little while when I was, you know, I don't know, like 12 to 14, I lived in Chicago, but to experience sort of Minnesota was different. It's different than Illinois in in the sense of people in Chicago were nice, you know, that Midwest sort of please and thank you and manners and things like that. I didn't realize though when I went to Minnesota what I, I didn't realize everyone would be so friendly and nice and down to earth and it's like just everyone was so helpful and the girls were flirty and open and really appreciating the guy <laughs> as and opposed it, to the New York girls well you know New York girls I think they have to be a little more guarded you know and <laughs> they're used to having their armor up a little bit but it was just nice to go out there and experience like girls who were being girls and just more I don't know. They just were really welcoming. You know, it was fun. And um, and so just people in general, they were really nice. So I think they call it Minnesota nice. They do. Yeah. So anyway, so I did a lot of things last summer, really broke out of my comfort zone, did a lot of fun things. And this summer, it's been a little more business-oriented, focusing on the podcast, stuff like that, life coaching, just going to networking events and things like that. So that's how I ended up at this event. So I'm still having fun, but at the same time, really trying to – focus on some other things this summer. So, um, so I go to this event and I mean, there must've been like a thousand people at this event who came and went, it was pretty big and it was great. So many different kinds of people, everyone's handing out their business cards. Everybody's talking to each other. The whole theme of the event was like healthy living and holistic stuff and metaphysical stuff and how people are trying to help each other in lots of different ways, whether it's mind, body, and soul. So there's a lot of like-minded people. So it was easy for me to feel like I was around a bunch of people that Mm -hmm. I could relate to. Um, But going there, I had no idea what to expect. And I was like, you know, it was a four-hour event. And the funniest thing about me is, you know, sometimes I isolate and then it's like when I get to events, I'm the one closing the party. <laughs> like I'm the one shutting the place yeah. down. And it yeah. always happens where I lose track of time, which is a reminder, you know, when things are meant to be or like when I, it really connects with my soul, it's timeless. It yeah. just goes by. Mm-hmm. So um, I went there and I stayed the whole four hours. And then um, I've been taking a break from dating I just been focusing self-imposed or circumstantial because your fate has been forced because you haven't gotten any action Yeah, No, well, getting the action is not really a problem. (laughs) Not to toot my own horn. It's getting the action action (laughs) that I want, you know, it's like, you know, we're going to have a whole other topic about this when we talk about sex and love. Oh yes, we are. We're waiting a good long while before we get to that episode. Being in New York city, it's not hard to meet a girl. It's finding a girl that I really want to hang out with, you know, and it's, it's not about sex anymore. I mean, that, 
you know, it's much more than that these days with me. It's about really finding somebody who I can spend time with in lots of different ways. So recently I just decided to take a break from dating, focusing on myself, my own life. And so I went to this event where usually if I went to an event like this, like, oh, maybe I'll get a phone number. Maybe I'll meet a girl. I could not care less. Multitasking. Yeah. It was like, "Ah, I don't care. I'm going there just to meet whoever I meet. And um, the coolest thing, and this shows when you break out of your comfort zone, when you do things differently, serendipitous things happen. Definitely. And serendipity is one of my favorite parts of life. When you don't expect it and something good happens. So at the end of the night, I saw this girl walking around with her friend because eventually I was there four hours. So I saw the same people walking back and forth a little. And so I saw this cute girl. <laughs> and just, it's like doing the networking party loop where everyone yeah. kind of circles like yeah. clockwise or counterclockwise. Well, here's the funniest sort of thing. like a, like no. a conveyor belt at a Japanese restaurant. Yeah. So it's like, I, I'm kind of new to this. So I was trying to figure out what to do. So I was the guy who just planted himself in a certain area instead of going around to all the vendor tables that people were doing, which I kind of did. I'm like, I'm just going to stand where I am and this is the place to nice. be. So, um, so, and it was a good way to meet people because they'd walk by and be like, hey, and whoever said, hey, how you doing? And stopped and talked to me. Those are the people that I felt like I was supposed to talk to or was really worthy to talk to for me because we really connected, you know? So I saw this girl walking around with her friend and she, you know, cute brunette glasses. And I was like, oh yeah, there's a cute girl. And at the end of the night when almost everybody had left and there's certain people that were still, they'd start partying, you know, because... It was like the sun had gone down. It was getting later. And I saw her sitting by herself on a certain like bench area. And I walked past her and I looked at her and she looked at me and I kind of smiled at her and she smiled at me and she was kind of shy about it. And so I was like, hey, I'm just going to go over and talk to her. And I sat down next to her and we hung out for like 45 minutes, an hour. And it was like, we were singing along to songs on the DJ and she's this really nice girl from Arkansas of all places. And she's like a nurse and she's telling me about working for hospice and how she helps people transition and stuff like that. And she's this really cool girl. And the whole time I was sitting with her, I said to myself, I don't want to get her number. I'm just interested in hanging out with a cool person, a cool girl. And she said to me at one point, she's like, you may want to start going around and meeting other girls because I have a boyfriend. Mm. And I said to her, I don't care. It's just cool to hang out with you. And it was. And it was a lot of fun. And it was just a great way to end the night on this event that was part of me getting out of my comfort zone and trying something new. Yeah. I really, I'm a huge fan of getting out of my comfort zone, but I always have to nudge myself and I always have to intellectualize it. It doesn't often happen in a really natural way. There's always a part of me that has to like give a little push. Yeah. And for me this weekend, I had a really, like you just said, a beautiful example of that. I had, I love going, you know, retreats and going on all my little, you know, witchy healing seminars and all those kinds of things. And this was an opportunity this past weekend via a neighbor of mine um, to go on a retreat in upstate New York, just very close to New York City, like within two hours in New York City. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what to expect. I knew the one guy who was part of the reason um, the whole event was happening. I've known him via one Skype session and one five-minute in-person introduction, mm-hmm. and that was it. And it ended up to be, um, I remember even kind of hesitating and procrastinating, even jumping in the car to drive there. And I had no idea, because you're also staying intimately with people that you've never met before in one house, sharing space and meals and bathrooms. And 
Um, I knew that the intention of the whole weekend was to have sort of a mindful retreat with a lot of people that wanted to also talk about meaningful topics in life, and there was a particular theme to this, which was constraint. They always come up with their monthly salons. They always have a different theme. But the point is is that um, I knew I'd signed up for it. I knew I wanted to go, and yet when push came to shove, I had a really like I said, give myself a little bit of a nudge. And I had the most amazing weekend because once you get into that zone, mm-hmm. you get really present, which is the same thing you're saying. Mm-hmm. And time just completely elapses and you have no sense of it. And the next thing you're, you're deeply engaged in conversation, you're having beautiful meals, mm-hmm. you're being inspired, you're doing collective activities together. We did chores, we took photographs, we had a little bit of a nature fix. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a little bit of a spiritual... Um, non-denominationally religious bent to it, um, which is really pretty spectacular. And the point is, is that it was a really, really great way to just open up again, because I feel like I got this huge dose of medicine. Normally on a weekend, I would have gone through my normal routine. I would have been by myself way more because I too can be a great socializer and I can be a great isolationist Mm -hmm. and I get into this habit especially on weekends of being of spending a lot of time alone Mm -hmm. and this was a way to remind myself that it's really healthy to break your habits and do something different I'm trying to grow I'm trying to get better and be bigger and experience more and the only way for me to do that is to get out of the same patterns and the same habits and doing the same things and I'm a Taurus and I think as a Taurus I like doing the same thing my comfort zone yeah. I, one time a friend said to me that Taurus's comfort zones are very small <laughs> the box is small <laughs> it's like I like laying in the field in the grass you know <laughs> just doing nothing you know so um yeah, so it's, it's sort of like just trying to push myself sometimes. And when I get that resistance, respect it. All right, there's a part of me that does not want to do this. Let's easy does it. Let's take it slow. Let's take a shower. Let's get dressed. Let's get out the door. You know, all right, we'll stay there for an hour. <laughs> right, there's you know, all the negotiation that yeah, you do we'll, to yourself. We'll see how it goes. You know, And then I got to go back to my affirmation I talk about. Wherever I go someplace, I'm like, this may not suck. <laughs> and it yeah. never does. No. It it's, never sucks ever. Well, and or could, you can leave. Right, exactly. And then, and I've left. But no. But then <laughs> it goes back to I, I, I got to go. But it goes back to what we talk about. How it always comes back to me. It always comes back to me wherever I go. There's usually some value or some great right. reason being there. Here's something else. I'm so glad I remembered this. That while I was at the networking event, I usually think before I go to an event like that, if I can meet one or two people that make it really worth coming to the event or I have a really good connection with, then, or I just have a good experience with, then it's worth coming at all. And that night I met like four to six people that were really great to meet and talk about different things. And so it's like, yeah, that's one of the great things about trying something new. It really is if if you um, – I do try to be very conscious about it too as somebody who cares to try to grow and evolve and tries to make that a priority as much as I can. Mm-hmm. I think for me a lot of it started on a conscious level when I started traveling. I'm a big traveler when I have the – you know, it's always a time and money conundrum. But when I have the opportunity for one reason or another, mm-hmm. I've made that a huge priority. But I started very late compared to most people and my free-spirited, you know, exercising my free-spiritedness. Mm-hmm. And so I really um, – I didn't grow up traveling. We took family vacations. But anyway, I, I talk about this a lot, especially for women, not that it's exclusive to women. 
but um, I do feel like it's a really important thing for anybody to do, and maybe especially women, is to travel alone. And the first time I did that was when I was 30 years old. Mm -hmm. And I went to Costa Rica by myself, Mm -hmm. and I rented a car. And my Spanish, which I had very elementary Spanish at the time, had to come back very quickly. This was at a time when there wasn't an infrastructure or major tourism. There were barely, like, stoplights and, um, and you know, signs to get direction. It was very, still a very uh, undeveloped place in terms of tourism. And I bumped into a lot of challenges and times when I was afraid and uncomfortable um, from there, but I loved it and had a really got sick and I'm by myself in this foreign country and got really sick. I mean, all kinds of difficult, challenging things happen. As long as you're not reckless, you have to certainly be careful and not do anything too stupid, Mm -hmm. keep your safety a priority. Mm -hmm. And yet to stretch those muscles and be uncomfortable and meet new people and get, you know, get my language, my second, not that it's my second language, but my extracurricular language back and be put into situations that were unfamiliar is always an amazing growing experience. You never go wrong. Yeah. And from there, it just increased exponentially. And then from there, I took a trip by myself to Nepal and India, where I was like hiking in the Himalaya mountains, just me and a Sherpa that I met the day before I left. Yeah. Um, I, looking back, I wonder if I do it now. Maybe I had more, uh, I don't know, more cojones or whatever back then. I'm not sure because yeah. I still like to travel, but my needs for comfort, you know, creature comforts and just uh, being like, you know, really kind of raw and exposed to the world might have been scaled back a little bit in some ways. Yeah. So now I try to do it in my daily life. It could be a conversation with someone I don't feel like having. It could be going on a retreat or a trip or a, doing something alone, you know, um, yeah. in a public place, going to a party where you don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many different examples of stretching your muscles mm-hmm. that don't cost money and don't require you leave where you live. Mm-hmm. I think it's important. I relate to what you said, though, about being a world traveler and going to distant, faraway lands. Like last summer, I went to the Jersey Shore. And <laughs> I think you're going to say, and I go to faraway lands in my mind every day. I don't even need to get on a plane. <laughs> the Jersey Shore can, be, can really stretch your muscles. Let me tell I know you it so very I, well. I was surprised I needed a passport. I was like, really? Oh, I brought it. All right. Um, <laughs> So, um, did it stretch other muscles? You had well, you had to flex your muscles at the Jersey Shore. Oh yeah, totally. I don't know if they had stretch you know, muscles. Being on the beach and everything, but that was it's funny. Um, yeah, it's just it's about trying different things, and a lot of times, what's really interesting is, you know, I I talk about being a recovering figure outer. Like I feel like I got to <laughs> figure it out. I got to know what I'm going to do. I got to go to some place and have an idea of what's going to happen and what's going to go on. And that's one part of me. And then there's another part of me that's a free spirit. Yeah. It's like I'm just going to show up and see what happens. And I can do that every day, wherever I you go. Can, it's true. It doesn't have to mean an event or a date or whatever. It's like just whatever I'm doing. If I go into the world with an open heart and open mind and just being an open person, it's amazing what happens. I mean, the universe kind of points out cool things here and there. I mean, like I was walking with a buddy of mine in the city and it was just dusk and fireflies started to come out around some greenery off one of the sidewalks. And I just said to him, I dude, look, there are fireflies. You know, the little kid of me took over like, Oh look, there are fireflies. And just sort of like noticing stuff like that. I was actually watching a Met game yesterday and there was a guy in the outfield from the Dodgers and 
all of a sudden, a butterfly flew right past him in the outfield. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, my God, there's like a butterfly. Like, you <laughs> never know what's going to happen, you know? So I think it's about what you said, being in the moment, being present, and just being open. It's interesting how all of us want to be comfortable, I think, as human beings and want to feel a sense of familiarity and safety. And as, you know, I do as much as anybody else do. I just think does. I just think there's so many different versions of that. Mm. And, like, again, I can't stress enough if you want to try to grow or find out new parts of yourself that you're not even aware of. Because that's the fun thing. Separate from the experience that can be so gratifying mm-hmm. is finding, excavating other little corners of your own psyche or personality that you didn't even know you had. Yeah. And then, then also the magic, the serendipity, which is also one of my favorite words ever, yeah. of what can come from that moment. So like you said, maybe some better examples of doing it every day is talk to a stranger on the street or instead of having a judgment about somebody that you would never associate yourself with, Mm-hmm. Make an extra point of talking to that person or asking them one question or mm-hmm. um, doing a random act of kindness for somebody or, um, you know, going. And part of my experience this past weekend was having a, I don't even want to call it religious because it was so non denominational, more spiritual, mm-hmm. but I was in a situation where technically I was um, in a, like, a, a Episcopalian church service yesterday. Mm-hmm. And. That took a little – I am not a religious person, mm-hmm. um, but I did grow up with Judaism, so that's more familiar to me. And I had a little moment – I don't even want to say it was paused, but a little moment of noticing this was going to be unfamiliar territory with songs that were being sung and things I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And it was even in the moment when everybody else was engaging in like some really beautiful songs before this collective meal that they made. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what they – I had no reference for what they were singing. And I caught myself, even my body language I was aware of as we're standing in this kitchen. Am I leaning? Am I tensing up? Am I, you know, that was just one little example again of stretching in a way. So I just decided to hum along as yeah. my way of participating. Mm-hmm. But that was just a tiny little moment that I think is just as much an example as jumping on a plane and going to, you know, India by yourself. Yeah. It still exercises the same muscle. Well, and you probably felt kind of proud of yourself or just like fulfilled in a way because you're trying something new and walking away where you're like, that was a pretty good experience. Yeah. I should do this again. Yeah. And like I would, I mean, this is the kind of thing too, where I would go back to this place. In fact, I look forward to becoming more actively involved with the community and maybe contributing creatively or um, professionally in ways that I can. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, and also the people that you meet. And the networking that goes on inadvertently. I mean, there's just so many magical things that story after story I could cite of times when I put myself in unfamiliar circumstances. You know, um, you know, I'm a big fan of Burning Man. Mm. And which I guess for people listening that aren't aware of it is what was previously, I don't even know how subcultural it is anymore, uh, but it's a huge gathering in the Nevada desert every week leading up to Labor Day. And I started going back in the mid-90s. I haven't been now in many years. It's reached a huge critical mass, and well, I haven't. You, be honest, you got banned. So <laughs> when you get banned, it's pretty hard to go back to something. You know what? They're it, like, Callie, <laughs> you're a little too crazy for Burning Man. That would say so much because no one gets banned short of doing we, something illicit. We like you as a person. If you want to meet at Starbucks, that's fine. But. We don't know if you should come back next yeah. year. That would be a compliment of the highest order if I ever got kicked out at Burning Man. Um, right. But that is really 
unfamiliar. There is no frame of reference that I can name. And I've been blessed with being at festivals all over the world, gatherings, mm-hmm. weird shamanic events, mm-hmm. uh, Santeria rituals in people's apartments in Cuba. I mean, I've been very blessed to experience. And because I seek this stuff out too. I seek out the unfamiliar and the sort of exotic. Mm-hmm. And there is nothing that I can name that really comes close to a Burning Man experience, which is really, um, they promote beyond many things that have to do with just creating, you know, being self-sufficient, dealing with the elements, being ecological and environmental and tribal and communal and helpful and all these beautiful messages, um, and commerce free. There's also the sense of radical self-expression. And so you can't know how something like that feels until you get there. That said, and for so many years, um, people in my inner circle and I, every time we've gone, do we want to go back the next year? Do we want to go back? Because there's a part of us that wants the fix. Mm. And there's the other part of us that doesn't feel like dealing with the discomfort, mm. which is that it's tough on the body and mm. it's expensive and it's far away. And you get, you know, dust in places you couldn't imagine you even had for five days straight and things that are uncomfortable. Yeah. And yet the payoff is unprecedented in terms mm-hmm. of how it opens you up and just mm-hmm. changes your wiring after mm-hmm. you leave. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's the kind of thing. Nothing stays the same, right? We're always right. changing and life is always changing. So it's kind of like animals know that just naturally they're part of nature. They're always changing and trying to venture out. And maybe as human beings, we're a little bit different because we overthink it and we start getting into fear and apprehension and maybe I shouldn't do that. And the last time this happened, I got hurt. And so we end up kind of staying confined by ourselves or just staying in that, that mode of operation or just habits that sometimes we outgrow. You know, sometimes I find that I'm in a bad mood or angry or depressed because I need to take a chance and do something different. And it's my soul saying to me, look, you got to grow, dude. You need to outgrow that you are outgrowing this. It's time for a change. And a lot of times for me, I don't know about anybody else, but a lot of times for me, you know, I make a change when I'm in the most discomfort. Definitely. And that motivates me to try something new or do something different. I wanted to talk about the Celestine Prophecy. I I was just talking about that yesterday. That's so funny you bring that up. I remember that book and there was a part of the book where it talked about wherever you are, that's where you're supposed to be around the people you're around. So say hi to that person at the bus stop or do something different where you're open to a conversation or some sort of new idea because that's where you're supposed to be, wherever you are. It's such a beautiful point. I'm so glad you brought that up. It's... It, it, it perhaps is an overused term on some days in certain places where people say, you know, it's meant to be. This is exactly where we're meant to be. And this is where my life's supposed to be. I really genuinely believe that. Mm-hmm. I forget sometimes after I remind myself, but I do believe it's a fundamental um, belief that that is true. Yeah. And so you're right. That's um, it's a really nice way to remind yourself, especially when you're in a place where all you want to do is run away or fight fight or flight mechanism kicks in and you're uncomfortable and you want to leave or you don't feel like talking to a stranger or you feel funny being by yourself or whatever the scenario is, is to remember that there is an opportunity in that moment. If you could just open up your brain, even just a little bit for, you know, just do an experiment for 10 seconds. You don't have to stay. You don't have to push too hard, but Mm -hmm. there is something there for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a really nice reminder. I love that you brought that up. It's also a reminder for me that life can be easy and it's, it's I have no idea what you mean 
yeah, I'm trying to <laughs> really articulate this. I have no idea what I'm saying. It's the kind of thing where I thought I'd throw it out there and see if I got any response. You know? <laughs> Joe's, Joe's like, chuckling. Joe's like, oh, sign. no, I'm going to have to explain he's, this to everybody. <laughs> he's, our, he's, our, he's our barometer. <laughs> so, um, yeah, life doesn't have to be difficult. And the more open I am, actually, the easier it is. Yeah, it's really true. And it also, like, it be- ease begets ease. And p- nudging yourself be- begets more comfort, I think. You know, it really does become more of a um, – there's a, there's a continuum there that you kind of get into a flow with. Mm-hmm. And then more things start opening up. Mm-hmm. The more I do that – it's amazing. You meet one person, you say, yeah, it has to do with saying yes. Mm -hmm. Saying yes when things present themselves is just a really good practice. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, there's always going to be something cool waiting on the other side for you. Cause a lot of times my first response is no. Yeah. You know, and it's sort of like, no, let me just say yes. You know, it's always a great exercise. Just say yes to everything or most things. Most things, right, within reason. Depends what it is. We don't want to encourage any salacious or dangerous behavior to our listeners, but yes. Salacious, yes. Salacious, yes. Yeah, I take that back. (laughs) Exactly. I take that back. Um, But yeah, I really, uh, I do think that saying yes is a really good thing and that things are put in our way for really delicious reasons if we just choose to look at it through that Mm. filter. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage all of us to try to remember that. Me, me, me included. Yeah. All present included. Yes, of course. So it's something that I'm trying to practice and it's a good reminder to keep trying to do something new. Keep trying to see what life has in store. Cause I have no idea. I've always, I've had plans my whole life and they usually did not work out at all. And it's sort of like that made life really interesting, a little scary, a little uncomfortable. Okay, a lot (laughs) uncomfortable. But besides that, it's like maybe I don't have to think of everything or try and figure it out. It's just sort of getting out there, being open, and, yeah, getting out of my comfort Mm -hmm. zone. Life is what happens when you're... Making plans. Not busy making plans. Are we butchering that quote? But And it's a control thing, too. It's yep. really about sort of letting go of control just momentarily. Again, you can get your control back in five minutes or leave or flee or mm-hmm. go back to your, you know, your couch and the safety of your living room or whatever it is that makes you feel familiar and comfortable. Yeah. But just to try to lose control a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? The other thing I wanted to mention is that I get a lot of support with that. And so it's important for people to know they don't have to do this on their own. If they need to like bookend it with phone calls, call somebody before and after they do something uncomfortable when they're trying something new. I've needed a lot of support in my life to grow and try new things, do new things. And it's important that we all know we can get support anytime. With that, this is the end of a really great episode, in my opinion, of the Robin Kelly <laughs> oh, show. Is that what we're doing now? We're giving ourselves. Are you holding up a um, one of those... The scorecards, is that what we're doing? Yeah. We're going to score ourselves? I think, I think we definitely get a passing grade. <laughs> we're, trying to, we're trying to move into other areas, but it was a lot of fun doing this show. Joe, thank you for being the engineer. Thanks, Joe. And if you are interested in getting a life coaching session with me, you can contact me at rob at robk.com. And also my life coaching album, You Are the Hero Coaching and Affirmations, is on iTunes. And I'm Callie Alpert. If you want to learn more about me, please take a look at my website, CallieAlpert.com. And again, we encourage everybody to please email us at the Robin Callie Show at gmail.com if you'd like to forward us any questions that you have about life, liberty, and the pursuit of being yourself. Thank That's you, cool. everybody.
Thanks, y'all. Take care.